Welcome to Conversations. And now, from Los Angeles, here's your host, Mike Dowler. Thank you, Sean from Los Angeles. I'm Mike Dowler, and welcome to Conversations Radio. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram at Conversations Radio. Hey, on Twitter, it's really quite simple and kind of clever, actually. It's at Converse Radio. That's like the shoe without the E, at Converse Radio. And on Facebook, it is simply Conversations, the podcast. Hey, if you like what you hear, and even if you are not sure if you like what you hear, hey, drop me a line, conversationspod at gmail.com. Love getting an email. I get a lot. I try to answer it. If I don't, please don't shoot me. But again, lots of email, conversationspod at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening tonight. Our guest will be Maddie Crocco from Paramount Plus's Evil. And we've got friend, writer, executive producer, creator, Rock Neil Bannon, right, wingman, so to speak. And uh, he's recovering from a Palm Springs trip. So we'll see how that goes. Hey, we've got podcasts, oh, plenty online. All of our podcasts are on Apple Podcasts. Go to the iTunes store, search Conversations Radio, and voila, all of our podcasts are right there. All 104, soon to be 105. I want to thank our guest from two weeks ago, Maeve Press, actress, comedian, writer, amazing, amazing artist from New York City. She joined myself and Annalisa Fisher for episode 104. That podcast is online. She's got a lot of stuff going on. Of course, she's known as Genevieve on Hulu's Everything's Gonna Be Okay. And she's also a stand-up comic, performing at festivals all over the country. She's performing actually at the Burbank Comedy Festival coming up here in L.A. So if you're in the area, uh, look that up. Uh, You can go to MaevePress.com. That's Maeve, M-A-E-V-E, Press.com. She's also got a, a short film that's out right now. Her whole family are filmmakers. Writers, directors, producers, the whole thing. And uh, they wrote a movie called Too Many Buddhas. And that is out. It's on the film circuit. It's screening at Dances with Films later this month. And I believe it won an award at Just for Laughs Film Festival in Quebec. All that is right there on her website, mavepress.com. And again, check out 104. It was a great podcast. Uh, And a big thanks to Annalisa Fisher for co-hosting as well. Really fun. Quite an amazing, amazing actress and writer. Edgy comic, all of 18 years old. It's really cool. Big show tonight. I want to thank uh, my guest as well as my co-host, Rock Neil Bannon. If you are into sci-fi in that genre, television uh, and film, uh, Rock Neil Bannon's well-known. Uh, he's, uh, he's done it all. I mean, the guy is just amazing. The son of a MGM dancer. His dad was a gaffer. He would uh, kind of hang out with his dad at Warner Brothers and read scripts and wrote his first script at uh, 10 years old. We'll talk about that in a second. And he's gone on to do some amazing stuff, writing, uh, again, uh, for The Twilight Zone. And uh, his big break was a spec uh, script that was sold to uh, Amazing Stories back in the 80s and a wonderful, wonderful um, uh, series as well, Uh, Spielberg and Company. Uh, he has gone on to do uh, uh, amazing stuff. The creator of Alienation, both the movie and associated uh, series. He went on to do uh, V, Constantine, Farscape was a big deal. Multi-award winner. We've been friends for, 
Gosh, been a long time, Rockney. Rockney O'Bannon, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, Mike. How are you doing? Doing well. Thanks for coming in and uh, thanks for helping out with this tonight. Yeah, we've been, it's been about 12 years since we uh, first met back in the day. Mm-hmm. And um, it's been a, a fun friendship and it's been very cool because you really have kind of worked nonstop. Uh, even through the pandemic, I think you were you were kind of busy. Yeah, uh, always developing stuff. And then uh, Evil, uh, the show we're here to talk to talk to Maddie about tonight, uh, is um, uh, yeah, we did the entire second season in the writers' room. We did it all on Zoom, but we were able to do it. And then uh, obviously uh, uh, Maddie can talk to the the COVID uh, procedures that were required you know, to film, actually film the second season. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, a lot of, we, uh, um, we, we uh, muscled through it. A lot of nasal swabs and all that stuff. But going back, uh, Probably. your mom, your mom and dad were in the business. You, you were, you, you were, you were born in LA and grew up in Hollywood and, uh, dad was a gaffer and, uh, your mom was a, was a MGM dancer. It was pretty cool. Yeah. My mom was, uh, uh, was a uh, dance at MGM in the 30s and 40s, all the kind of Busby Berkeley, all that era. Um, and uh, my dad was a gaffer, a lighting guy, and worked at Warner Brothers for 40 years. So, yeah, I used to go hang out at the set whenever I could uh, during Christmas vacation and all those sorts of things. And then, um, and I learned to write scripts by him bringing home armloads of, this is obviously way before the internet. So um, he would just bring home armloads of scripts, and I would kind of learn the form that way. You were a, a fan of uh, The Man from Uncle, and your first script that you wrote, you wrote uh, a takeoff on that. Yes, I do. That's the <laughs> one I wrote at 10 years old. You may note that there was no man, boy, for, it was, there was a man from Uncle and a girl from Uncle TV show, and I thought, oh, there needs to be a boy from Uncle show. So I wrote uh, a pilot. So the very first thing I ever wrote, screenplay, was, a, was an, actually a pilot. Um, and uh, yeah, so you might notice that there is no boy from Uncle show that ever existed, so I didn't quite sell that at 10. But uh, yeah, that was my first attempt at screenwriting. Did you pitch it? Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't go in and pitch my at ten years old. I didn't go and pitch my boy from Uncle series idea. Of course, uh, from there you went on to do some wonderful things: Twilight Zone, uh, Amazing Stories, which was a huge deal, a huge show, and of course, Alienation. But when you sold that script for Amazing Stories, what did that feel like? What, what, did, that, what did that mean to you? It was terrific. I, I'd written a couple of spec. There, uh, there was Amazing Stories and the Return of the Twilight Zone back in the mid '80s, and um, so I'd written a couple of uh, a spec uh, Twilight Zone-like scripts uh, before either of those shows came about. Spec meaning you write them on your own and hope to sell them. And so I had written these spec Twilight Zone um, scripts, and um, I was able to get them into both the Twilight, the remake of the Twilight Zone, and Amazing Stories at the time, and. Uh, they both uh, they found favor with both. I ended up um, selling them uh, one of them to Twilight Zone, and then uh, I did a script for Amazing Stories later. So, uh, yeah, it was a, you know to go from absolutely zero, having never sold anything, to working on uh, the remake of the Twilight Zone, and then also working with with Steven uh, Spielberg on Amazing Stories. It was like just the most amazing year of of a lifetime possible. So it was great. And you were a young guy. I mean, you're still young. You know. Uh, we're in the same, yeah, was, same thing. Yeah. Um, that was only minutes ago. Again, Alienation was a huge... I remember when that came out, and that was... Um, you created that, and subsequently mm-hmm. you created the series as well. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and I'm... Just, and I'm, uh, look at I'm, I'm loving... I've, I've, I've staffed on some shows, not many of them, but um, 
evil was a was a, just I, I'm a huge fan of Robert Michelle King who created the show and are the showrunners on Evil and um, had never worked with them before and um, but here they were uh, creating a, a genre show. Uh, I read the script, thought it was fantastic, and uh, and then you know um, goaded my agents into setting up a meeting. And I met with Michelle first, and it was just a terrific kind of meeting of the minds. And later I talked to Robert, and we were kind of off and running. They are amazing. Robert King, Michelle King, the creators of the show. And they've really kind of kept it fun. I mean, it's, it's, there's a certain humor to it. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And that, I mean, <laughs> so much of that. You know, the process in television is you you, you, you write your script, you know, uh, and then ultimately the showrunner, uh, we'll do a pass at it, and to get the scripts back from you know after Robert Michelle had a had a go at it, it's just absolutely stunning. And the stuff they, I don't know how they think of it, you know, just like things that that aren't plot related, but just wonderfully bizarre. And then the things that are coming up, well, we should uh, talk to Maddie about this, but mm-hmm. yeah, the stuff, and we can't be too detailed, but yeah. the stuff that's coming up for her character Alexis. Um, the stuff she's already been through in the series is pretty amazing. And the stuff coming up in these last episodes, um, and there's one in particular, and Maddie knows exactly what I'm okay. talking about in terms of uh, where she's standing in front of a mirror. Okay, <laughs> just, that's all I'm going to say. You were told and, something. You were told something years ago. A quote. Mm-hmm. I'm going to quote this. Just make it as weird as you can. Yeah. Remember that? Exactly. What does, Robert that a, does this apply to <laughs> this too? Max, but uh, yes, Maddie and I, I'm sure Maddie's champing at the bit because we wish we could talk about Let me bring you know, her in. And then at the end, the last, the last episode is, is also just mind, mind bending. So. And season three is on the way as well, so that's going to be very, very cool. Let's bring yep. in uh, Maddie. Maddie Krakow is an actress from New York, born and raised. She's on Long Island, and of course the show is uh, filmed in Brooklyn. She is an actress. She has done musical theater, and they're really living the dream right now on this show because it's 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 a it's an amazing show. It's a hit, probably the best show on Paramount Plus, if not the best show um, for a series out there right now with this genre. And again, it's turning heads. It's getting nominated for awards. A great cast, and Maddie plays Lexis Bouchard, one of uh, four sisters. A lot of um, idiosyncrasies between the kids. We'll talk about that as well. But again, it all comes down to a great cast, and the kids, obviously the four girls, play a very important part in this series. Uh, Lexis Bouchard, Lynn Bouchard, Lily and Laura, that's Maddie Krakow, Brooklyn Shuck, Diane App, Mom, Katya Herber, and Grandma, Christine Lotte. A great cast. I'm going to bring her in from Long Island, New York, and again, it's late back there, so I want to keep it interesting so she doesn't fall asleep. Maddie Krakow, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Welcome, fine. Welcome to Conversations Radio. And, and again, she's all set up. She's got like a, you got a, a good lighting director there at the house um, with um, all the, the blue lights and stuff. Very, very cool. We may we may utilize other departments of the of the series. <laughs> More lighting. Well, what does Maddie think anyway? Welcome. How are you? I'm good. Certainly, your life has uh, been very exciting lately. You're in New York. And, of course, we're coming out of the pandemic. How's it been for you the last year or so? You know, it's been good. Um, I've come close to COVID, but thankfully I've not, you know, got anything. I just got my vaccine, which is really good. 
But um, I'm glad that uh, production has been so safe and everything. So I'm really thankful that everything like that didn't happen. So you guys did season one and season two. During season one, was the pandemic going on or is it just starting? No, um, it was actually, we like stopped filming in like close to December. So we were so lucky to finish filming. And Rocky, were you guys like, when that happened, you're like, oh great, now what do we do? Yeah, there's a ton of questions because we started writing the writer's room last year in April. So COVID was just really starting to become a huge thing. And a lot of questions about uh, story-wise. Do we do an episode, you know, do we do episodes that have people wearing masks? Is COVID a part of the show? All of those things, which I think every show was going through at the time, were, you know, were um, significant uh, uh, things that we had to kind of decide. And much to our, uh, I think, credit or, 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 or uh, as it's ultimately shaken out um, in a very positive way, we didn't make anything of COVID in the series, you know, in second season. Um, so I think it's just kind of a nice respite okay, yeah. uh, from uh, yeah, uh, hearing and things about COVID. And then, of course, there's all the other weird stuff that's going on in the show. So <laughs> um, at least at least we don't have COVID. So. Just make it as weird, as weird as you can and you did. But uh, Maddie, a big part of this. Maddie, uh, you are an actress and you've also done some musical theater as well. Was that your start in show business? Yeah, actually, I have to say my sister really did get me in it. If if she never went into it first, I would have never got into it. Um, but I think I started off with dancing, and then I realized that I wanted to do singing too. And they were like, well, musical theater is for you. It's both of them combined. So I was like, wow, that's great. Um, I started as Chip, and um, I was in a little like table thing, and it was only my head. And the person who played Mrs. Potts actually left me on stage. And I really just, the only thing I did was just bop my head because that was the only thing I could do. And this is Beauty and the Beast. Right? <laughs> yeah, that was Beauty and the Beast. And you did uh, Sound of Music. You were mm-hmm. Flounder in Little, Little Mermaid. Yeah. That's great. And then Charlie Bucket in Charlie and the Charlie Factory. How did that work? Did you audition for that or did they? Um, so, um, yeah, we auditioned for it um, and then uh, we go through it. And it's it's during the school year. And as soon as uh, they told me that we were doing, um, you know, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, like I would have to say me and my dad like freaked out. We love Willy Wonka and the Chocolate oh, Factory. Sure. And it was like, okay, so do I go for Ruka or do I go for Charlie? Like it was a mix. So I just was like, okay, I want these two people like you choose. <laughs> Well, back in our day, Rockney, uh, <laughs> it was in the theater. I remember going to see it in the theater, and it was it was amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, just on the big screen. I think it cost a quarter to go see it. Um, but uh, the, uh, the stage play, how does the, uh, the stage play uh, compare to uh, the movie? Um, yeah, I, I have to say it is pretty close. Um, I guess, like, just, like, there's um, more songs. Uh, okay. Then you knew, like the Oompa Loompas, they sing the songs, and and so do they do in uh, the theater. It is a, it's a little different, but mostly like the same. The the remake of the film was kind of dark, so to speak. Yeah, <laughs> it is a little dark. It's, it's not that um like bright. No, <laughs> you're right. It's the best way. To play. I like that. You ready to put that? Rockney comments on uh, the remake of Charlie uh, of Willy Wonka. Yeah, no, I guess it starts Tim Burton, who I love uh, as a filmmaker. But uh, yeah, it's it, I don't I don't see him quite doing the uh, the the lighter uh, you know Gene Wilder esque version. Although Gene Wilder's portrayal was pretty, you know had some edge to it too. So 
um, yeah, I definitely prefer the original and uh, would love to see it on stage too. That'd be terrific. Um, I, I just, I, again, Maddie and I haven't spoken a long time, so I'm just curious. I would love to ask her uh, about uh, going back to the very beginning of Evil, the audition process. I mean, I, I assume you read uh, on your own, right? And then did they ultimately uh, also start to match you with the other uh, girls to try to find that kind of the chemistry between you? How did all that work? So um, the first time I went in, I think they um, like originally would do like either two or four girls. Uh, there was a whole bunch of people in the audition room, like lining up to outside um, and stuff like that, like outside of the whole audition room. So I went in with um, one of the girls that I knew and I was really like new to all this like um, acting stuff. And I, I didn't realize it, but I guess the reason that um, you know, I haven't maybe not got some of the roles that I auditioned for like previously is because I wasn't comfortable. I didn't know how to, you know, act in front of the uh, directors and the casting directors and all that. But the, I went up with my friend. So like, I guess I was so comfortable. And I, I think um, there was actually, I could have went for Lexus or Lila and, you know, somebody, not somebody, but like, it was just like mixed up on who um, I would, audition for so one of the like the first page of the auditions I did Lila and then um they said that we would go back and forth but I did Lexus and we just went straight through the whole script um and I guess they really loved Lexus for that um and basically like it was just at the beginning of it was just two people and then we went up uh, to longer and longer and longer um with four people and then um uh, for the last audition we had, I went in with Brooklyn and Dahlia because Skylar was in California. And we, I guess we all just like clicked. Uh, as soon as I saw Skylar and Brooklyn and Dahlia all together, it was amazing. Like we literally just clicked instantly and we just connected. That's yeah, amazing. All of you are so awesome, I got to tell you. I mean, and it's just, you really are sisters. It's like, you know, um, the, uh, and you guys do all this kind of crazy, obviously, sister talk or talking over each other. Did, was that part of the audition too? Was the kind of everybody to make sure everybody could it was comfortable talking essentially at the same time? Yeah, I, I do remember some of the first auditions, and it was like um, for the ad libs, it just says daughters, and then um, you know everybody like goes out at the same time, which we learn now. But I remember like going into the audition um, with all these girls, and it would each person would say their line like nobody really wanted to like you know overlap because like you know nobody wanted to be rude and stuff like that mm -hmm. so now like <laughs> comparing it now like me Dahlia and Brooklyn and Skylar like we'll see it and then like we just know how to do it like we're like pros at it at this point like we know yeah. how to do it and like even um you know Mel um who works with some of the lines that we do will have to like take us out sometimes to be like okay who wants to say this one who wants to say this one like it's it's a fun time and by the way Rockney um as you might know uh she only had four auditions professional before she landed this role which is amazing it's remarkable so this is her first trip on the yeah. rodeo yeah um, it, it, it would there would be no and until you told me that I would have no way of knowing that cuz it's no. just it's very natural the talking over each other, though, I, that that is kind of something that uh, that Robert and uh, Michelle kind of decided to, do, to make that part of their character. Yeah, absolutely, and it and it fits in with to me. It fits in with kind of Koch's uh, mothering style, right? In that she kind of like you know uh, and you know um, very that kind of freewheeling 
mom sort of thing. So kind of like I think you know I think uh, um, uh, Christy uh, Kristen as a as a character probably loves that about her daughters. It probably gives her some relief also because they're just talking over each other, so she doesn't have to respond to anybody individually because everybody's talking at once. So I don't need you know she's like I don't have to deal with that. Yeah, I think um, I first noticed that. I, I first noticed that when um, they got the virtual reality glasses. <laughs> mm-hmm. Maddie, I just Koch is so good with you guys. Just if you want to, I'd love to hear just a little bit about working with her and and uh, and you know what that experience is like. Um, she is so great. Like she really gets into her character. And I remember like talking to her in the second season about like some of the things that were happening. And like when I told her something, she was she got like really quiet. And I was like, Oh, Katya, are you okay? And she was like, No, I'm just I'm just thinking how uh, Kristen would handle it. And I'm like, Oh, like she just like gets so into the character that it really helps all of us get into the character and how our roles are feeling and you know what's going on with us. So she's just so like into her character that it's great. I just I just noticed that all the girls have um, the same first name letter first name. Alexis, Lynn, Lila, and Laura. Again. Yes, which drove us crazy in the writers' room for the longest time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we're trying to. And there's four of them, so we're trying to distinguish them and call them by name, and we never get them right. And to this day, we still get uh, you know, oh them, but not her, and whatever. So yeah, it's it's a thing. Um, no, I love uh, watching the dailies and watching uh, uh, Katja with you guys before the before you know they call action. Just her talking, the way she talks to you guys, it's such a, you guys are just all so natural together. And then the, you know, there's action and you start the scene, but it's not just the, you know, you guys are sitting there waiting for the, somebody to call action. There's just a fantastic rapport among you all. So it's really, really good. I noticed as well with, with your character, Maddie Alexis, you're, you're very level headed. If something's not right, you question it. For example, the, uh, the scene with um, Brenda in the basement where she wanted you guys to do something and you're like, no, nah, I better clear this with grandma. I noticed that, uh, that you're kind of like, you know, like you've got a responsibility to make sure things are right. Yeah. I think that, you know, Lexis, like, I think that she wants to be the leader, but like, she's not because like, she's, she's not the oldest. So like, she can't uh, be the leader of the girls. So when she like, uh, is just like, something's up she's like i'm not gonna do that you know like i'm gonna sit home and i'm gonna drink my juice and then when grandma comes i'll tell her what happens like nothing even happened right. like she she very she's very like that she like like sticks to her head and like she she's just like that like she is really like not all about herself but like she knows like her boundaries and she knows her stuff and, and again that's the challenge for you guys as well rockney because obviously the story is is amazing a lot of twists and turns but again, everything is kind of the home base is kind of home when Kristen is home with the girls. Mm-hmm. And um, each daughter has a very specific personality. Again, probably intentional, too. Robert and Michelle are, are very um, experienced producers. So I think early on, one of the reasons why they kind of built into this that all the daughters talk over each other was because depending on how strong um, the, the girls were as, as actors, you know, if if necessary, they could just be this kind of fun kind of melange of people talking over each other and kind of let that be the thing. Um, and then uh, very quickly, we discovered that these these are these are really good actors, these kids. So it allowed, it gave us the freedom to kind of you know um, spread them out a bit and and really start to develop individual 
uh, personalities for each of them. Also, you know, as uh, as they're getting um, older, um, that those sorts of storylines come along. So sure. Brooklyn, who plays Lynn, the oldest, is a um, you know starting to babysit and becoming given more responsibility in that regard, and um, so all those sorts of things. So, uh, and it's a testament, obviously, to Maddie that um, she's just having to shoulder this wild, wild you know character arc that we we've launched her onto. What do you, I'm, I'm, Maddie, I'm curious when, okay, uh, you know, what do you think when you, because you don't know what's coming. So when you read a script that's very Lexus, you know, centric, um, what, like, tell us about your reaction or what, you know, or, you know, what, what you think when you, when you read some of the wilder stuff um, that comes up for Lexus? Yeah, so usually um, my mom gets the episode first, so I'm not too sure about it. And usually I'll be in, like, school or something like that. So, you know, I'll get off the bus and I'll come home, and then uh, my mom will be like, Maddie, we got an episode. And I'll be like, oh, okay, what is it about? She'll be like, well, it might be about, Le like, it's it's about Lexus this time. And I'm like, oh, what's going on with her now? Like, there's always something new going on with Lexus and you know anytime we read it you know like my mom and me we kind of make guesses on what's going to happen uh because we don't all get the episodes um like in one day we get them kind of spaced out um so like it depends on the episode and how my reaction is um and sometimes it will be like well this is so cool or sometimes it'll be like how am I going to do this <laughs> um <laughs> and stuff like that but usually I mean I always find a way like I I'm, I'm very good with that, but I, I try to, like, match it to myself. And if I've ever went through all this stuff before, and, like, sometimes, you know, there's been episodes where I'll be like, okay, like, you know, I understand her. And sometimes I'm like, I don't know what the heck's going on with her. <laughs> um, you do, obviously, obviously there's, there are table table reads. Um, Rock, have you sat in on those? No, I have not, no. No, no. Okay. So how are the table reads, uh, Maddie? So um, we actually only did one before, and that was um, for the pilot. And I think that's like when we um, actually really got to know each other um, um, and all that stuff. So I remember like, you know, Brooklyn was uh, doing her um, show. I think it was on Broadway or something. Right. So she wasn't there for the whole thing. And then Skylar was in California. So um, it originally just went to me and Dahlia, and we connected first from that and everything but the table reads i just remember looking at like katya like kind of like full-on acting it out i was like <laughs> wow she's going for it you know and like even um some of the like um other characters too i was like wow like this is like a really good cast or whatever um and stuff like that it was i was just like because i had no idea what like any of this stuff was in like we, me and my mom didn't even know how to get around the city so like we oh, were wow. so new yeah. to this so I, I'm very, like, grateful. Like, the cast was amazing. I'm so, like, happy that this was, um, you know, my first type of cast. They're amazing. Um, but, yeah, the table reads uh, were, like, so good. I have to say, like, they were so good. And I might mention as well, uh, Brooklyn Shuck, who plays Lynn Bouchard, uh, is amazing. She's a Tony winner, by the way, for The Ferryman. And, again, she is busy. She had hoped to join us tonight, but it didn't work out. So we'll have her on at a later date. But you guys together as, as a whole, the synergy is phenomenal. And I've got to wonder, because you're talking over each other, is that ad-libbed? Um, you know, uh, in the script, we have like a little line. Um, and then if we have more time, 
you just go off. Like, I remember, <laughs> like, Dahlia and Skylar, they were, like, they're so good. They love, like, fighting. They love it. So I remember um, there's been times where they just go off and they're having a full fight. And I was like, we're supposed to be happy in this scene. Like, what's going on? Um, and then, like, me in Brooklyn, I think it's, like, because we're, like, a little bit closer in age. Right, right. Like, we'll just stand there and be like, what the heck is going on? Like, we're like... Like, and even there's been, like, some moments um, in, like, some of the episodes that you can even see it on Paramount Plus. Um, there was, like, an uh, an episode where, like, Skylar yelled at uh, Brooklyn. And me and, like, Brooklyn had this moment where we're like, what? Like, why'd she say that? And, like, <laughs> uh, we just kept on doing it because we, were, we like, we're just, like, such sisters. Um, even, like, out of life. And I remember, like, my sister, my real sister, um, coming up to me and saying, like, it doesn't even look like we're, like, acting and I go because we're not like we're we're really not we're we're like so connected and you know me and Brooklyn we'll, we'll have times we'll go we'll go out and hang out because right. you know what we have so much fun and like acting um together is like a dream like we we love it so much and even some of the episodes you know you know she'll come up to me and like she'll like just like play it off and be funny and the directors will be like yeah you can keep on doing that like that looks real or whatever and we're like yes now, there, there were some real dark scenes, uh, Rocky. Again, the um, virtual reality glasses. That was, um, yeah. First thing I said was, I want to buy some of those because <laughs> seemed kind of cool. <laughs> um, obviously, um, not appropriate um, for a kid, at least not that content. But as well, um, your scenes with Brenda, specifically when Brenda first comes to the house and you guys sit down and one of you asks her to take your mask off, she says no. And then mm -hmm. she ends up telling a story. What is going through your head when she's when she's telling a story? You're, you're you guys are the cameras rolling. Here's this girl in a mask telling us telling this horrific story about fire and death. What was um, your emotion through that? So we actually uh, knew the girl who played uh, Brenda. Um, she was actually on Ferryman with Brooklyn, right. and she was. Um, uh, Matilda, that's her name. She actually went into the audition room with us. She was one of the people who um, went in for the audition for, um, you know, one of the daughters. Um, so like we um, we connected instantly um, to, and she, she's been on uh, a couple times or right. whatever. So um, you know, like just seeing her like play like just this like normal girl to this completely like like different like creepy character. I was like, wow, this she can act like. Oh, this is like a little creepy and like even like other times like I like on set you know there'll, there'll be some pre creepy characters or whatever and I'll be like oh that's fine and, and, and then and, they turn the lights off yeah <laughs> and Rocky and with part where I'm like okay this is this is starting to become a little bit like real life and I don't really like it that much <laughs> and of course it, 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 it all moves on to the cemetery but Rocky um again um Matilda Lawler, Matilda Lawler amazing as Brenda but a mask and Brenda was at home in bed sick. So there's a twist. Mm -hmm. But it took me a while to figure out that the story she was telling was her story. Look, the very fact that she's in a mask the entire time is, is creepier than if we saw, you know, whatever we might see. So, uh, and she's definitely, she, look, she's one of those uh, characters that uh, we always have kind of in the hopper to yeah. come back, you know, you know, when, whenever we want. There's a lot of that in the show, there's a lot of things that threads that we'd love to follow up on and we're just not in a big rush to do it. You know, right. it's like, uh, which, you know, it's specific to the, to whatever story we're working on at the time. Again, just make it as weird as you can. 
<laughs> yep. And uh, you guys are doing that. It all just works. The storyline uh, again, it's 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 it is episodic, so to speak, but there is some carryover for other episodes. Yeah, and I think that's why we ultimately, I think, will found a really good home being now on Paramount Plus. Uh, what's interesting, um, <laughs> Maddie knows what I'm, what I'm saying. We didn't, we didn't, we produced the entire season thinking we were going to be on CBS Network, um, and then uh, suddenly, uh, just a couple months ago, they said, "Oh no, now we're going to premiere you on Paramount Plus." And I think it's a, it's a much better fit for us on CBS. Um, we were such an outlier. Uh, we're not like any other show on CBS. Right. There's nothing they could match us with. So my feeling, my gut feeling is that we would have had certainly the second season, but it's just, I could see CBS saying, we love this show. We love everything about it, but it just isn't fitting for us on, on with, you know, on CBS network. Um, whereas on CBS, on Paramount plus, it's a much broader, right. uh, you know, opportunity to do all, all sorts of uh, very odd stuff. Like the show is it doesn't have to match to anything else. It can be Paramount plus could be as eclectic as evil, as good fight, as, the, the Star Trek shows, all those sort of things. And there's, there's no limit to the number of shows that they can have on. So I think it's a really good fit for us. Um, uh, Maddie, you watch the show, you watch the shows when they air, right? Or Yeah. You don't I, have to. I'm just curious because in the first episode, I don't know if you noticed, but, uh, because we're on Paramount plus, they actually looped in for, uh, for Kristen, like a swear word that wasn't in the script. It wasn't filmed. But they added it in, which I thought was the funniest. I mean, to me, it was just hilarious. So, you know. I I think she posted something on uh, Instagram, and it was mm-hmm. just she went into ADR, and it just had all these swear words, and she was like, "Well, now we know we're streaming." <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The, thing, the things you can do on, on on these streaming services, and again, when you look, when you look back, did you have any idea when you were doing amazing stories that that television would go this route one day? No, I was just going to say, I, no, uh, no there's no way of knowing that there'd be anything like this, you know, and with this broad of a, you know, expanded marketplace for uh, for television. When I started, it was the networks. It was, you know, yeah. three networks, and that was that was it. But, uh, no, I think we, we, you know, we've got a, a, like I said, a really good home on, on Paramount Plus. The uh, pressure's off of us to try to conform to what, you know, is more palatable to a CBS audience. Which just allows us to be, you know, look, we were already really bold, but to be even bolder. So uh, no, we should, we could go. I could, I mean, knock on wood, this could go multiple, you know, multiple years. We could oh, be yeah. talking to Maddie as a, as a young woman, as a twenty-year-old, as she's as she's show running the show and and directing episodes. You know, I can totally. You know, I'll have to have her back. I would love to see the girls go into the writing room and help write an episode. That'd be great. Yeah, I would. That I would be so. It would honestly be a lot of fun. And, of course, they, know, would, they would. Uh, all, I don't know they, for them, but for us, it would be. They would all talk over each other, so that would be. <laughs> that'd yeah, be exactly. A, a typical day for you, Maddie. And again, Maddie Krakow is our guest. She plays Lexis Bouchard on Evil. That's on Paramount Plus. And we're also joined by the executive producer, writer, and good friend of mine, Rockney O'Bannon. Typical day for you, Maddie, when you guys are in production. When does it start? Um, so there's been days where it starts at six o'clock, um, which is not the best because, uh, I do live on Long Island. So I, I, I might have to commute, um, which is 
maybe like an hour or so. I might have to get up a little earlier than I would like because I do sleep till like three o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, I am a teenager, sure. so I mean, what can you say? <laughs> but yeah, so they they usually do start pretty early. Um, but you know, um, it's always fun. Um, sometimes I usually go with my guardian, um, who I love. Her name's Sandy, and she taught me how to crochet. Um, oh. So, because we do have a lot of downtime um, if we don't have school. Um, school usually takes up uh, most of the day. Okay. Um, but if we don't have it, which would be like we would work on like a Saturday or we finished, um, I would probably be um, in my dressing room crocheting and talking to Sandy. <laughs> you, guys, you guys were shooting on Saturdays as well? Um, yeah, sometimes um, we would shoot. I think it happened a little bit more in the first season than the second. Um, and I think... It was because, um, you know, it was a lot more like we did have more days and we did have uh, longer hours. Um, well, I mean, not for me because, you know, I, there's child labor laws, but for Katya, <laughs> she had long days. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, Rockney, you slave driver, you working these kids to death. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, again, you mentioned the school as well. And also crafty. Don't forget crafty craft services. And I guess that's changed a bit as well since uh, the, the COVID chaos. What's your what's your uh, go to yeah. at the crafty table? Um, you know there used to be um a big uh, like kind of like buffet with all these snacks, and um they stopped doing that because of COVID. So that was sad to go. It went and we were a little bit sad, but there was like a little like food truck, oh. and I have to say my go to and I miss them so much were the hot chocolates. Oh. I do not know how these people made these hot chocolates <laughs> but i would have like two or three of them because they were so good they were like the best hot chocolates i've ever had and it didn't even it didn't matter how hot it was outside because i would still have a hot chocolate it was the best it's all about the food rock me i mean it's that's sustenance you know it really comes down to that for for, for everybody um i want to I, I want to ask betty real quick is like who are what are your uh, you're still young and you've got a long career ahead of you, but what are your, uh, right now, what are your aspirations? Who are your acting heroes or, you know, heroes in the business or, you know, what, what do you, what's your dream for uh, where you're headed? Um, I have to say, I would love to, um, you know, produce some music. I oh. would love to do that. I play my guitar. So is Brooklyn. Brooklyn has a guitar too. Cool. Um, but you know, I went out and I started a guitar and when it was COVID and we were in lockdown. Um, my birthday was two weeks before COVID. And I was so upset because I would, I just got into middle school. So I had a locker and I was like so excited for everybody to decorate my locker. And you know, I couldn't get anybody to decorate my locker. So I picked up guitar and um, you know, I like immediately like fell in love with it. I would play it like every day, every night. Um, and with that, even though I don't think this girl plays it, but Ariana Grande, I have to say, she is amazing. Those high notes, I would never be able to hit. <laughs> but um, she is so good. I love her music, and I love that she went on tour, and that would be something I would absolutely love to do. I would love to go on tour and show people my music. Do you mean your guitar to set? Um, no, actually. I don't. I've never brung it before. If I had one thing to bring um, on set, I would bring my dog. I would bring Aww. my dog. She's right next to me right now, and I love her. She's a small um, cockapoo, and um, she's about three years old. And I said, 
like we need to make her like my therapy dog because she needs to come everywhere with me. And Rocky, the uh, dog, the dog story. This is a, you know you know about that at all. This is a whole thing. No. Did he what? The, the, about, about her what dog. Oh, he didn't hear. So tell us the dog story because you guys did a video and it went viral. Basically, um, my mom. I've wanted like a puppy or a dog for like almost like my whole entire life. Um, and my dad just, you know, would not let me have a dog. Like he just didn't want it. He's an Italian. So he <laughs> like, he was raised like with no pets. He did not want pets at all. Really? And we would always go to like, um, PetSmart or our, our local pet store. And, uh, we would look at these puppies and we'd fall in love with them and we would it would to the point where like we would go in the room and like play with the puppy because that's what like that was I remember one year going for my birthday to play with puppies because I couldn't get one but I love them my puppies I love these puppies so um I was I like came back from camp and my grandma needed to buy some um dog food for her dog and you know I went down it was the first thing I did I went down and I looked at these puppies and I was like mom there's like this really cute puppy or whatever. So she came down and we, we, we fell in love with these, this puppy. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, my mom came home and she was talking to my dad and she just like, she went like, I don't care. Like I'm getting the dog. I don't care what you say. I'm getting the dog. So the next day, um, we're going back to the puppy store because my grandma needs something else from the puppy store. And I see that right on the little dogs, like, like little pen says sold. I'm like, oh, mom, they, like they just sold this puppy. I can't play with it anymore or whatever. And like the whole time she's recording this and she goes, Maddie, you know, this dog is sold to us. And I was like, you're kidding. <laughs> and you know, I just started like crying. I was Aww. so happy that this, you know, puppy was going to be ours. And you know, we took it to a little playpen again just to make sure like it was our puppy or whatever um and <laughs> you know she kind of went to my mom a little bit which i wasn't that happy about so i like took her i was like this is mine <laughs> so um you know she came home and we absolutely fell in love with her and then COVID happened and then you know my mom started feeding the dog and now my dog kind of has an emotional attachment to my mother. Aww. So every Aww. night, uh, you know, my dog goes and lays in my mom's bed. And, um, <laughs> you know, she, I think there's been one time where she slept with my parents. But, you know, it'll be like 11 o'clock and, like, we'll take her down or whatever. But whenever I try to put her in my bed, you know, she doesn't stay. She'll, this, she'll jump out of my bed to go to my mom's bed. But this was a viral video when, when, when it was, 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 you see it, Rockney. It was really, 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 really cute. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, very awesome. We're, we are going to go over just a little bit here, so don't shoot me, please. Hey, I'm going to mention some names here for you. Michael Emerson, Rockney, everything he is in, he's amazing. Everything. And I got to think that Michael Emerson kind of gravitates towards these roles. Yeah. I, uh, look, he's awesome doing this. And uh, I, I love him in particular as Leland in, in Evil. Right. Because... There's just so much, <laughs> there's such joy in him, uh, you know, the character doing evil. He just so loves it and loves needling, you know, um, uh, the Mike Coulter character, uh, David and, and Ossip, obviously. And so uh, I remember the first thing I ever saw him in, which may have been one of the, his first things on TV, he was, there was a TV show called The Practice, a lawyer show sure. back 
around the, the night late late nineties, I believe. And he played a character on that, a psycho killer. Uh, because he was someone we'd never seen before, um, it was just this, you know, you didn't, very unpredictable. You didn't know what to expect from him. And he was fabulous in that. Um, and uh, could have been an, an early antecedent, perhaps, of, yeah. of Leland, I, I suppose. Um, but, uh, no, and it's just, he's so much fun to write for. Well, yeah, and, I love writing Leland. And, of course, in Lost, that's like 80 episodes uh, person of interest that was like a hundred episodes. So he's he's very mm-hmm. he's very well seasoned. Comes from a very very good uh, acting background. This uh, role he's creepy, and obviously you guys had scenes with him, Maddie. The uh, the bedroom scene where he gave you guys the present, and then uh, of course uh, I can state this because it's it's been released already. And then Katja uh, proceeds to slice his neck open because um, uh, yeah, that's he's he's not well liked. I, th- I think that uh, you're going to see more of that, and also the fact that Cheryl's still seeing him. And I don't think Kristen knows this, at least at least not from where I'm at right now. But I'm sure she's going to find out. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. Uh, folks really do have to ch- start to check out season two just to uh, let people know where they can find it. The, you can find season one on on Paramount Plus currently. If you haven't seen the show, look, I you know Maddie and I work on it, so it's easy for us to say. <laughs> But it really is. I mean, I'll quit. You know, it's a really good show, and I think uh, if you're inclined to like uh, things that are kind of uh, obviously a little bit scary, yeah, mysterious, obviously. A little. Look at the <laughs> and, and they look. We look at the concept of evil. This is Robert Michelle's, you know, where, where this all began, from the point of view of is evil something that's inherently in our in human nature? Is it natural? Or is it something that that is supernatural that comes from from a, from an external source? And our characters have very different points of view on that, which allows for some really interesting conversations about kind of what the source of evil is and all and, and, and et cetera. Um, but uh, yeah, second season, uh, which we're halfway through now on Paramount Plus, there's a little bit of a hiatus. We don't our our the um, the remainder of the season doesn't premiere until the end of August. Okay. Um, uh, because we had to, for post-production reasons, we had to kind of take a little bit of break. But um, a lot of wild stuff coming up in the latter half of the season. Um, much of it having to do with with Lexus, uh, Maddie's character Lexus, um, which is uh, is very shocking. I'll just say that. Oh, it's shocking. Maddie, when you when you get get the scripts, obviously you read the whole episode, not just your stuff. Yeah, um, I do like. Uh... I do read the whole episode. Usually my mom, like, gets really deep into it. Um, but even, like, if it's not my part, like, even if it's, like, Kristen or it's Ben's or whatever, I'll be like, whoa. Like, what? Like, this show is, like, the craziest thing. If I was not, I don't think I'd watch it. If I was not on it, I don't think I would watch it. I would be too scared. And that's, like, something that people usually ask me, like, are you scared? when you like see the episode and honestly like I'm not I'm not that scared when I see these episodes because I know what's gonna happen um I don't like to see the episodes that I'm not in because then I'm like I have no idea what's about to happen um like I'll read the script and I'm like I didn't know how I had I don't know how put, they put this together like I don't know and it's it creeps me out it really does creep me out obviously when you're shooting a, a show like this Rockney you utilize your your time and your scenery and your set and your locations wisely so you kind of jump around a little bit I would think yeah when you're produ- yeah absolutely I mean it's it's wherever you you, you shoot as much stuff in one place as, as you can 
Um, speaking to, to scary episodes, Maddie, um, I have, you know, two words, elevator game. Yeah. And the elevator game episode was just, just, you know, blows your back against the wall. And to me, it was awesome fun because you know, the daughters got to go with her, on, you know, on, on the right. case. It wasn't just the daughters at home coming home from school or, you know, all of that. Um, you guys are right there along with Kristen, which is tons of fun. And the very fact that you guys always seem to know, uh, you know, you're, you're far more kind of, you know, socially aware of, of uh, you know, of, of um, what's current that she's not. And you're always kind of providing that. And you guys all know what the elevator game is right off the bat, which is hilarious. But, yeah, I mean, folks should definitely watch the series from the beginning. But uh, keep an eye out for the elevator game episode because it's, it's a real standout. Is that season one or season two? Uh, season two. Okay. Um, it, it aired probably about a, a month ago or so, but again, they're all available on Paramount Plus currently. I so want to skip ahead, but I really feel like I ought to watch season one, get that done with, and then go in, on to two because mm-hmm. I'm thinking I, I don't want to miss anything. And oh no, you have to, you have to watch it. In, you know, you really should watch it in order. And there's been a few nights that uh, I'm a little sleepy, and I fall asleep, and of course it's on. I got it on uh, Paramount Plus, or I think it's actually on Netflix. Season one is, um, and um, okay. I wake up and it's like, whoa, where are we at here? So I find myself going back. I think I'm on. I think I'm on episode eight now on season one. So I'm getting through it. The um, yeah, the elevator game. Wow. Elevator game, and then uh, season one, you have to get to the uh, Christmas episode. Oh, okay. Which, uh, which is uh, happened to be what I wrote, but it was like, yes, it's, it's That's an interesting it's one. Pretty, it's a pretty wild one. Yeah, I mean, it's it, messes with uh, conventions of Christmas in a really interesting way. Rockney, again, Leland's character, he's really into everything. He's he's a busybody, and I'm at the point now where he's um, telling the stalker uh, kid from the uh, coffee shop that uh, he can have whatever he wants in life. And so mm-hmm. it's going on that. And I'm like, I'm like you really realize at, at this point, just, I don't know if it's really diabolical, that's, that's the right word. He's just, he's just, you know he's evil, total evil. Yeah. What's interesting though, he's he's di- diabolical is a really good word, diabolical and evil. But is it just that he's a very messed up regular person, or is he in fact somehow supernatural? And I think we walk that line really, really well, and just makes him uh, as as a character fascinating. But also, it just really plays into the the very nature of the premise of the series, which is, is he you know is he just a, a really bad person, or is he influenced uh, by some external forces? Because he's orchestrating a lot of stuff going on here, and I'm going to ask Maddie again another question. And again, we are winding down. Leland versus Michael. Are you able to separate the two, or is there still a slight bit of creepiness there? I have to say. Um... They're so creepy. Like, <laughs> even um, just working, you know, with him or whatever. Like, I remember, like, we were we had a scene together, and he just turned around, and I was like, I don't want to be here right now. Like, it, he is really like creepy. He is so good at his character that like it's really like like oh like huh that's like creepy. Like, I don't know if I could do that. Like, he like. He like scares me a little bit. I have to say, like he like and like even like my character might not be scared of him, and like even like with the whole present scene. But I'm like, this is like kind of creepy. I don't know. Like 
myself, or I think I would probably be leaving. I'll be out the door by now. I don't know what you're doing, Lexus, but I want to be here. I have one thing to say to Maddie, is what she will understand and the and viewers will understand at the end of the season, um, a daffodil. <laughs> okay. Maddie knows what I'm talking about. Right. Yeah, so you got to watch the end of the season, and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. The the creepiness uh, and, and and the evil is nonstop on this show. I kind of equate it, Rockney. You ever go see a stand-up comedian, and and the jokes just keep on coming, and you can't recover. You just you just, they, like laugh nonstop till you're hurt. That's kind of how this show is. Mm-hmm. You don't know what's going to happen next, and it's like it's 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 almost uncomfortable at some points, but it all works. Uh, Maddie, your role as Lexus is phenomenal. When you're out and about, have you been spotted yet? No. Really? I actually haven't been spotted. And, you know, I feel like it might be because of the mask, I have to say. You know, I, I'm usually wearing my mask um, all the time. I'm, I try to be safe as possible. But even, like, Katya, Katya, I know that she doesn't get noticed, you know, that much either. But I think that's for the best. You know, I honestly, I think it's it's harder to be somebody who is recognized every five seconds um, than someone who can actually live their life. Um, <laughs> so they can, you know, I could go to a restaurant and nobody could even see me. And same with Katya. Like, I think it's very good that, you know, we're not being recognized, you know, everywhere. But I will, I will... I'll be waiting for that one day where we're like, hey, are, are you like Maddie Krakow, that girl who plays evil on, on Evil? Like, yep, that's me. I'll be <laughs> that's very wise of you, though, because, yes, uh, fame can be awesome and it can be really just a challenge. So um, so you're not wearing a mask that says, hi, I'm, you know, I play Alexis on Evil. That's yeah. not on your mask. Are there evil evil masks? Like the, like the evil? Um, it should be. No, that'd be great. Yeah. I think there's some shirts. I is think there might be an evil shirt. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually wearing I'm wearing one right now. So, yeah. Cool. Uh, but um, as this series progresses, and it's progressed, you're going to a season three, I understand that um, you'll be seen a lot more in the show. Yeah. I know you can't be specific, Rockney, but you did mention that uh, the girls are going to be, that their roles will be a little elevated at some point. Yeah, well, because we're we're in the midst of being able to really kind of separate them out and make them into you know really kind of delve into each of their individual characters. And in terms of Lexus, yeah, there's things that happen uh, have been happening all along, but certainly in the latter part of the of the second season, that just is going to launch us into all sorts of wild new territory with that with that character. So, Lexus, so everybody you, buckle up. Lexus, you mentioned by the way we talked a couple of days ago. You find it kind of uncomfortable to watch yourself on TV. Yeah, I know that, that happens um, with a lot of actors. Yeah. And even like if I'll do a self tape, I'm like, I don't really, I don't really want to see myself. You know, I think that like, um, uh, especially like with a lot of actors too, like they don't like to watch their work. Um, which uh, even like Sandy, who like they have this little like app that you can see actually um, stuff, and you know, she'll like I, I might be able to like like catch a small bit because like, it might like freeze for a second while I'm like offset, and she's like. Maddie, like, I don't want to show you. I don't want to, I don't want you to think that, you know, you're not doing like a good job because you're doing a really good job. And I think that's like, uh, also like the reason that like, um, I like got like some callbacks for, um, you know, the, um, evil and like the whole, like being comfortable thing. Um, like it's honestly like you, like you just have to get into your character and you shouldn't be allowed to critique yourself and you shouldn't be allowed to, you know, like recognize like like your like things even if you're doing a good job or a bad job like you don't want to be like oh i shouldn't make that face like because you know 
you are doing good. Like, and like, even like Sandy, like she, like she showed me like a little picture or whatever. And I was like, Oh, I don't like that face that I made. She was like, Maddie, like you're doing a good job. Like, don't worry about it. Yeah. Find something else to worry about. Yeah. You're doing yeah. fine. Whose responsibility is that? Rocky? Is it, uh, the directors or is it something you kind of sign on for, uh, or aware of before you start? As far as the, you know, yeah, the directors, yeah, uh, but the directors are, really, are are obviously vital keepers of that. Just helping the actors kind of get to where they need to be, in you know, in, in the individual episode. And again, Rocky, if you could sum up the show, uh, the synopsis of the show, uh, how would how would you sum it up as far as what it's about? And... Uh, yeah, I mean, the show the show is uh, a, a, an examination of of the of evil, and is it um, something that's supernatural? Um, or is it something that's uh, in the nature of, of, of human beings? Um, and we examine that uh, through essentially, and, and as, uh, most most primarily through the eyes of um, Kristen Bouchard, um, uh, Lexus, uh, Lexus's mom, uh, who is very much uh, a skeptic herself, but so many things are being thrown at, at uh, thrown at her. Um, uh, to kind of you know uh, challenge her uh, uh, preconceived notions uh, that uh, we the audience kind of go along on the ride with her and uh, Katja the actress who plays who plays Kristen is really a revelation she's just um, amazing and there's things coming up in the latter part of the season um, uh, that she goes through and she and Katja just absolutely lets go on on screen it's 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 a it's a revelation to watch her work so. That's really my culture. Fabulous. He's got a lot of stuff coming up this season. Yeah. Uh, a lot of part of this season. He's about his character. He's a, a priest in training. Uh, he's getting very close to being ordained and that's causing a lot of uh, internal strife for him and questioning and that sort of thing. Uh, Asif, um, uh, who plays Ben is, uh, is also being challenged in a huge, huge, huge way. So for the three of them, they're all being kind of pulled in different directions. We've got fantastic guest stars this, this year. Get you know um, uh, Andrea Martin, uh, who sure. we all love, uh, plays a nun this season. Um, she's fantastic. Um, Christine Lottie, you mentioned Christine is just so much fun, and we, we're putting her through her paces as well. So um, and Peter yeah, uh, Peter Scalar as well. Peter Scalar as well. A fantastic job, Peter Scalar. Yeah, wow. absolutely. Yeah, no, um, it's just a fabulous job. One of the reasons why Robert Michelle, I think. Uh, I've set up shop in New York is because of the access to just an amazing pool of actors. They were interviewed. Uh, they were interviewed yeah. re- recently, and they mentioned that their the promo for uh, for, for for season two was like thirty two million dollars. I mean, they just gave the money, say here, just just do it, and uh, they pulled all the stops <laughs> and uh, did a really fantastic teaser for uh, for season two. And uh, mm-hmm. Maddie's in that uh, season three on the way as well. Uh, Maddie Krakow, amazing actress. Um, how can they follow you on uh, social media? They could look up Maddie underscore Croco underscore official on Instagram. Maddie Croco. And again, uh, the, the, the show is, uh, is there a blooper reel, by the way? Any bloopers? Um, I'm, I don't think so. Oh. I don't, I think. I've never that, seen one. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I think they mentioned that they had it, but I, I don't think we ever got it. But there has been some bloopers, and I definitely know that. You talk to your agent and say you need to see the blooper reel. Yeah. That's, that's, that's I was going to say our actors never, never make a mistake. 
Everybody's very serious. Everybody's yeah. So no bloopers ever. So yeah. It's so always perfect. So Maddie, no giggles on set. No giggles. <laughs> well, I mean, there might be, but you know, it might just go into um, you know, it might just look good. I I remember there was <laughs> one scene um, and you know, Katya um opened the door and. We weren't ready for it, and they weren't filming, but we all just started, like, laughing. Like, literally for no reason, we just all started, like, bursting out laughing. And they were like, okay, now, so every take we do that, you better do it. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing show. Again, you guys uh, you guys are perfect. Uh, I, I, wouldn't, I, I wouldn't be able to cast it, cast it like, any better than it is. Uh, great, uh, great stories. The, the sets are amazing. The locations, it's just phenomenal. You're in a real good spot right now, and you're on an amazing show. Congratulations to you. Thank you. And uh, Rock, congrats to you as well because you're executive producer on this. So obviously Robert and Michelle saw something uh, that they liked, and uh, now you're uh, front and center on a lot of this stuff. So it's just uh, it's a great it's, just, it's a great 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 gig, and they really are awesome people to work for. And like I say, it's it's, it's a joy to come in. The whole writing staff is it, we Robert, Michelle, and I have all said the same thing, which is the best writing staff we've any of us has ever had. And it's true, and it's um, it's just it's a joy to work on the show. It's phenomenal, uh, and as, and certainly you're out there as well too. You're well respected in the industry. You you go to a lot of the comic cons and the, and the different shows and whatnot, and and speak and panel, and we appreciate that because yep. um, uh, you you've done obviously you know with Farscape and other shows, um, and now Evil. Um, you're going to be busy as well too, because people want people are people crave information and and spoilers and all that stuff and. Uh, they go right to the source, and in this case, it's you. So, um, cool. Maddie, thank you so much. Thank you. Will you come back on the show again? Oh, one hundred percent. Okay, because I know that Brooklyn wants to come on, and uh, she wants to do it, but she get, logistically she could not do it tonight. So we'll work that out. And uh, and yeah, for sure. Congrats on the show. We're talking about Evil, folks. Evil. It's on Paramount Plus, and some episodes are on Netflix. Uh, season two is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Season three is on the way. Check this out. It is amazing. And it's on Instagram as well, at Evil. You can follow them too on that. Um, a great cast and uh, great stories and creepy, creepy, creepy. Maddie, Croco, Rockney O'Bannon, I thank you. Thanks. Our pleasure, Mike. Thanks so much. Hey, like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram at Conversations Radio. This is Conversations Radio. So long. Mm-hmm.